Hello, this is Joshua Bell with The Kilt and the Cloth. I'm sitting here with uh, Bobby and Melanie Cunningham uh, as we continue to do our episodes on the what I call the couple's retreat for my podcast. I, I just uh, want to say thank you to Bobby and Melanie for being here to kind of talk about a little bit about your relationship. I think that you two are extremely unique in this discussion, um, frankly, because of your age. Um, a lot of people your age have a different understanding of relationships. And um, as you know, one of the big key factors for me in the interviews that we're doing is, is those that met in high school that somehow or another have continued to be in a relationship over time. Um, and you all have three beautiful children and have, I just, I think, uh, are a good success story for me. So, so I'm just curious, uh, how did the two of you meet? We were in the first grade together. And our brothers were friends, like, starting in junior high. And so I knew Bobby and, like, saw him, but we weren't friends and we didn't hang out. Um, and then in seventh grade was the first year that we could go to the band dance. And we, so we had to have a date for the band dance. And I thought Bobby was cute. And so I kind of tricked him into asking me. Oh, nice. <laughs> you tricked him into asking I mean, me. he didn't know that, but... Right, right. That's that, That's how we really yeah. want to say it, right? Yeah. I, it got to be... Now, we were only, what, three weeks from the band dance that I didn't have anybody to go with. <laughs> her, one of her friends asked me who I was going with. I was like, I don't know. <clears throat> so you should ask Melanie. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I would, like, go and sit with him on the bus, because we would bus over from the middle school to the high school to do band. And so I would, like, go sit by him, and I, he was oblivious. Completely. I had no idea what she was doing. Yeah, guys are pretty pretty oblivious <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. I was seventh grade, and she was cute. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, uh, so so you tricked him into coming with you to the band dance, yes. and then the rest is just history. Yeah. yeah. She phenomenal. still had a boyfriend. I did. Oh. <laughs> seventh grade boyfriends were you know. really. Yeah, they lasted about two weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um... You know, this is this is kind of an important question that when I when I usually interview couples, um, they've been married for a long time, and so I'm I'm really fascinated about the decision making process in knowing that you wanted to spend the rest of your life together, and and a lot of people struggle with the idea of the rest of our lives because they they don't think of it that way. It's today, this is the relationship, but how how did the two of you know that you wanted to spend the the rest of your life with the other? I mean, we had dated six years out of at, when we graduated, so we kind of planned college together, and we both joined the band, and so that's kind of where we, <clears throat> that's kind of where I was like, all right, well, this may be serious, like, we're continuing on together, like, we didn't go our separate ways after high school. Then we got to high school, or got out of high school and went to college, and that's when we spent a whole lot of time together. I mean, that was... We didn't know as many people, so like through band, we kind of still kept the same friends group and everything, and our interests were still close. We weren't, um, but I wasn't doing very good in college and didn't really, wasn't just wasn't my thing, and I kind of got the feeling that that's not what Melanie wanted me to do, and that's not what I should do if I wanted to stay in this relationship, so then I was kind of, I, I switched gears, I went to Votech, and uh, it was probably at that point that I was like, all right, this wasn't my decision, it was ours. And oh, was, nice. 
that was kind of when I was like, all right, well, this is how the rest of my life's going to be. Nice. I love I love the the conversation about not mine ours. So Melanie, so have, yeah, go ahead. In college, we it was probably our sophomore year, and um, I just told him like I'm going to graduate in four years because that's all I have enough money to do is four years of college, and then after I gradu- I graduate, um, like I'm ready to start my career and. I would like to settle down, and um, I don't care what that looks like money-wise, and I don't care what that looks like career-wise for you, but that's what I'm ready for, and so I think that's when we were serious talking about the rest of our lives was we're in it or we're not, and so it wasn't really an ultimatum. It was more of, this is what I want. Is that what you want? Because if not, like... We need to know that now. We need to know now. (laughs) So that's kind of when we knew that we wanted to build a life together. Um, and that was probably whenever I started looking between, you know, high school's four years, college is four years. So then <clears throat> whenever college was ending for me, I was, all right, what's next? And that's the rest of your life. It's not mm-hmm. four years at a time anymore. So, Right. No, that's a really good way of looking at that. And I, I, I like the, the fact that, you know, well, we'll get into that in the interview, but I, I like the fact that, the two of you were friends first in, in the sense that you are able to talk with each other about all these things. Mm-hmm. A lot of couples struggle with understanding that if they can't be your friend, then it's not really a relationship. And if I can't talk and be open and honest with you, then it's not it's not a real relationship. So I, I love how you, how you worded that. Both of you did. So um, you got to ask the question. Like every couple has those days that you just want to pull the hair out of your hair head or... Or you just you just feel yourself taking your fingernails and running them down the chalkboard. So I'm curious, how is it that the two of you work through uh, difficult times? I think just being honest with each other, um, because usually it's me who has a lot of opinions or a lot of feelings about things or very strong feelings or opinions about things, and. Bobby doesn't always share those opinions with me, and because like, we're, I think we are a lot different in a lot of ways. We don't have, I mean, we just we like different things. We like to do different things, um, so that makes a lot of different opinions about things too. And so it's just being honest because I'm not going to change his mind, and he's not going to change my mind. So nice. There's a lot of compromising. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I think mean, a big part of it is like when people argue, they're always, did you win or lose? Right. And that's kind of what always comes to mind whenever an argument happens is, well, were you right? Were you wrong? Did you win? Did you lose? And for me, that's not the purpose. I mean, an argument means you guys have a difference of opinion. So it's how do you fix that? Like, how do you make your opinions work together? I don't have to agree with her. I don't have to disagree with her. I just have to you know, work around her opinion to make our opinions. <laughs> well, to, I mean, to make our opinions compromise or work together. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're, like, we have a lot of humor in our relationship, so. You do. Like, we're both sarcastic and can be silly, so. Well, you know, I was I was talking with somebody the other day about relationships, and I, and I said something to the effect of, you don't necessarily have to be 
on the same page all the time. You just want to be at least in the same book. Right. And and there's nothing wrong with being on different pages, but at the end, there's this the idea of being together. And I, I get that a lot from the two of you. Um, so, so out of curiosity, so how, how do you work through those disagreements? So you, you said sarcasm. You said that you guys talk. Uh, but, like, think of the, the toughest argument that you ever had or disagreement. And, and how did you guys come to a place of having an actual conversation? <laughs> I mean, that it's not ever one way. I mean, it's like I can give you a blueprint of, you know, do this, 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 and you guys will come out better. It's not, it's right. not how it works. Every argument's a little different, but, you know, figuring out where they stand on whatever the whatever the issue is, is a big part of it is what what's causing you to feel that way, what's causing you to... And then after that, it's, all right, am I helping and hurting? Um... And does that, whatever her opinion is, negatively affect the relationship or positively affect it? I mean, that's, so you just kind of put all that together and, like I said, come up with a, a mush of something that's an answer or however you want to look at it. Like, <clears throat> Yeah. I think, well, and one of the ways that we're different is that if we argue about something and he says something that makes me upset, then I will hold on to it a lot longer and if I say something that makes him upset, he will be upset for, like, a couple hours and then just lets it go. And, uh, like, even even if we apologize, like, I'll still hold on to that. But then I have to, like, remind myself, okay, you can't keep holding on to it and you can't bring it up again, you know. And so just kind of, like, teaching yourself that, okay, it's not... You can't use that as ammo the next time you have an argument. Nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> Even if you want to. Each, each argument's new. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, I like, I think that I've had to say, like, Bobby, if I say this, I want you to say this. And so, like, just because, I mean, you have to be really honest with each other, and you're not going to know what each other is thinking ever. Right. Even right. though we've been together almost 19 years, like, wants unless he tells me and he doesn't know what I want unless I tell him. Well you guys had to kind of grow up within that. Yeah and I think that's a big part of the relationship in general is just we changed together. Like we grew up together so like everything kind of worked together. We worked through the awkward puberty phase. I mean everything all the major phases you know you work together through and so it kind of the small the small arguments help with the bigger ones I guess. Yeah no that's I, I think that's a great answer. So, you know, when we talk about tough times, there's obviously good times. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, uh, I'm very happy to see how comfortable you all are together. And so I'm curious, um, what was, like, some great event that took place? How? What was the best way that you all knew how to celebrate? Like, what was some of the, how do you do that? Or celebrate the other person, even. How, how would you do those things? Well, I think because we're so different. If I'm celebrating Bobby, we have to go out and do something. We'd nice. Have to, we'd have to leave the house. So we'd have to, like, get dressed up. And we'd have to go somewhere and do something with people. Which we hate. Which we hate. That's and what you and I do, anyway. <laughs> if, 
And I have to wear pajamas. And if Bobby is celebrating me, like, we're not leaving the house. <laughs> nice. Like, if he asked me, what do you want to do this weekend? Then, you know, my answer would be, we're going to stay home and watch movies or something. Yeah. So, you know, I I started off the, the series with talking a little bit about um, the five love languages mm-hmm. and nonviolent communication and stuff like that. And so um, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I haven't asked a lot of the other couples this, but... If you had to kind of guess, oh, we know. You know, oh, okay. She knows. So I know. she knows. <laughs> she tells me what my ass. I tell him. <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay, so yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Um, his love language is physical touch and um, quality time. Yeah. And then mine is active service and words of affirmation. Hundred percent. And my like we're complete opposite on our love language. Like his last ones are my first ones, and my last ones are his first ones. Nice. So, <laughs> well, it's you know actually every couple that I've worked with over the years, the the further apart they are on that scale, uh, the the more they're able to show each other affection mm-hmm. that doesn't overlap. That's that's kind of a hard thing. I've I've known couples that had the exact same love languages, and it works for a little while, but then at some point you realize oh, I'm really more of this yeah. love language than I am the other. Um, so. Okay, every every relationship has this issue that when you first get married, there is these little weird things that, you know, because being together in junior high and high school is one thing, but when you say I do, there's something in your brain that switches and says, oh, okay, this is not something I'm, I'm going to break. Um, you know, like I can't just get up and leave. So what were some of the weirdest quirks that you had to give? Let me give you an example to help out with the discussion. Um, I'm, I'm the oldest of six kids. Uh, growing up, there were multiple opportunities of how we did things at the home, like how every sane person knows that when you put a toilet paper roll on, it the, the water comes over the top, not underneath. And so when you put the toilet paper roll on, the toilet paper goes right. on the top, not the bottom, because only crazy people do it the other way, right? Oh, and then there was the toothpaste experience, <laughs> where my wife's an only child, and she squeezed it from the middle like a... A different person, not a crazy person, but uh, but everybody knows that you roll it from the bottom because you want to make this stuff last. Mm-hmm. So, like, just curious because people actually want to know what were some of the weird quirks that you two had to work out. I think the biggest one we didn't really have, when we first got married. We lived with well, I, we had two guy roommates, and oh, she, weird, she moved in with us. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. Um, for like three months. For, it was only yeah. March to June. It was still way too long. Yeah. yeah. And so then we... And I was still in college. Yeah. And so then we uh, we moved to Perry and got a small rent house that didn't really have any cabinet space, so it wasn't... It didn't really become an issue until we bought our first house. Right. And she's not near as tall as I am, so the upper cabinets don't get closed as much as I'd like. And oh, no. <laughs> I think I've hit my head more times on cabinets than I've ever had in my entire life from them being open and... Raising oh, up and either hitting it or it shutting. That's that's probably the biggest one that cabinets are never closed. Yeah. So what about you? I leave them open. <laughs> yeah, ditto. Um, uh, well, this is a little, probably maybe a little personal, but he won't, like, use the bathroom if I'm in the bathroom or vice versa. He thinks it's weird. And I, like, I don't know, I don't care. You've seen me give birth. I don't care. Nice. <laughs> but even before we had kids, like, what's the big deal? Because I had a big family. Like, we had one bathroom, and you just 
you had to go, you had to go. That's right. Somebody was in the shower, you went. But he thinks it's Just weird. Just flush. Yeah. And so that was something I'm like, are you kidding? Are you serious? Like, this is a thing that people do. Um, and then just, I don't know, figuring out how to share space together. Because we did, we lived at first when we first got married, which I really didn't even move in with him all the way because most of my stuff was at my mom's because he had one bedroom. It was like a kid-sized bedroom in this house that he shared and so, like, he had a teeny tiny closet and a dresser. So I had, like, a few shirts and a drawer. Oh, my goodness. And that's it. And and stuff in my car. I basically <laughs> had all my, like, school stuff was in my car. I didn't really live there. Um, and then, but, I mean, I was there all the time. I slept there, and I just lived out of my car, sort of. It was really weird. And that was for only two or three months. And then we got our first place, and... It was tiny, but it was huge compared to what we had had. And, and you didn't have to share it with two other guys. We didn't have to share it with anybody. Um, but then when we were there, another thing we had to figure out was like, Bobby would just say, "Oh, hey, Alan's gonna be here this whole weekend." Be like, "Oh, okay." So we had to figure out, "Oh, okay, we're sharing a life now, so kind of have to give a heads up." Yeah, no, this this is this is kind of the stuff people are asking. So, when you, when you think about it, like, I, I want you to think about somebody that is in your shoes, that's growing up. They've they've had this relationship for a long time. What would be some advice for couples just starting out, regardless of how long they've been dating or anything? What what is one thing that you have learned that you'd want to pass on to couples just starting out? run i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) yeah now i know you're uh, joking there yeah um i would say being honest with yourself and with that person um especially like what what your expectations are in a relationship and what you want to give in a relationship can you can be a little bit more specific like like commitment what do you want like what's the commitment that you're giving and what kind of time do you want to spend together? Like your time commitment and, yeah, okay. um, kids, kids or mm-hmm. like careers and where do you want to live? And do you want to move around? Do you want to stay in one spot? Do you, I mean, all that just good. And you kind of have to figure out yourself and you might not know and you might like figure it out together. Cause we kind of did that too. Um, but <clears throat> just like figuring out that for yourself is important too. I agree. And figuring out, like I said, we got, we dated a very long time before we got married. So all that stuff was kind of understood. We knew what we had going into it. I mean, and that's, if you're planning on spending the rest of your life with them, then have all those answered before you get that far, I guess. Oh, nice. I like that. Like we already knew, I mean, not how many kids, but we knew we wanted more than one. You know, we knew, and we knew we wanted them younger, like when we were young. We didn't want to. We knew we wanted wait. to live around here, kind of understood job goals. I mean, she said that she was a teacher, I was an electrician, so we, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of knew whose career we were going to follow if we needed to leave town. I mean, everything was, really everything was already talked about before we got married, so the, you know, the biggest relationship, or biggest goals after that was when and how much and that type of stuff that was... It wasn't a matter of if, it was 
all right, when we buy a house or when we have a kid, like... Mm-hmm. You already had that discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was already all kind of there. So uh, I know I've mentioned the kids multiple times, but, you know, one of the hardest parts that couples have is the time that you get to spend together, you know, and it's and it's really hard to balance time and um, work and school and stuff. So I'm just curious, uh, how do you all keep your relationship fresh? Like, what, what are some ways that you keep your relationship thriving? I think part of it is spending time just us. I mean, that's a, like we have, we're blessed to have parents around that want to watch our kids. They ask to watch our kids, so... Mm-hmm. We get, we get time to go out and do our own thing without kids, you know, back to just us. Like Good. Usually once a month we do that. <clears throat> go on a date. And, and is, it, is it something that you've thought out, like we're definitely going out once a month, or is it just something that kind of happens? Organically? Usually it just happens. Like We try to do it once a month, but it's not like a hard rule that we go out on every third Wednesday or whatever, but, um, I think we'd like definitely like, oh my gosh, we need a date night (laughs) just because life always gets crazy and, um, for me, it's a time to slow down. Yeah. The kids take a lot of energy, so it's nice to have them go to grandma's house and we can have like an adult conversation. Yeah. Sometimes it's getting Starbucks and going to Walmart. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, not, I love how you said that. Usually too. we, yeah, it's usually Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> we don't normally, I mean, Without children. like sometimes we'll go on a movie, but a lot of times it's really just stuff without, I mean, stuff with just us. It doesn't really matter what the stuff is. That's the part I wanted because I think, I think a lot of times people think that, well, it needs to be how much money I spend on each other. Right. Like it's got to be a fancy restaurant. And I think. A lot of couples have very bad misconceptions about what quality time really is. Bobby and I, when we first got married, had no money, so our dates are not that fancy. But they're quality but, dates. Yes. Um, and since we've had kids, is, is it seems like every time we go on a date, we end up at Walmart. Because we just like, we go out, we have dinner, now what? Oh, we need something at Walmart. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Every time. That's funny. Carmen and I do the same thing. Since we've had kids, though. Like, not before kids. Right. And our kids are, my kids are older, and we still find ourselves yeah. at Walmart, and we don't exactly buy anything either. We're just, it's just that kind of well, walking together and talking. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our dates, like, she isn't going to want to go do extreme sports or, you know, right. anything that I might want to do, and I don't really want to do some of the stuff she wants to do, so... um. It's a happy medium. So it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... like miserable <laughs> <laughs> together. Walmart. That's right. Yeah, so, I mean, that, like, daytime is, like you said, it's quality. It doesn't matter what we're doing. If I want to go do something else, I'll do that with a friend that wants to do that or something. Like, right. But... it, And then that's back to, like you said earlier, of... Um, like, how we celebrate each other, like... If we go do something that I want to do, you know, that's not something necessarily she wants to do. So that's, like, celebrating me and, and vice versa. There's stuff that I really don't want to do and we go do or... <laughs> I understand. <laughs> that yeah. way, um, you know, like you said, it, it becomes more of a celebration of each other than there's the happy medium of Walmart. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, uh, you know, because because it is kind of my podcast, and the, the goal here is, is to talk about a little bit about our faith um, in the, in these interviews. I'm curious, how did the church play a role in your relationship, or did it? Um, it's it's interesting. It's not necessarily that the church was actively involved in our relationship, but we couldn't drive. This is where our parents dropped us off at. <laughs> so we, we spent a lot of time together. So like at church, almost all of our time spent together through you know junior high and high school was at church in some form or fashion until we got you know driver's license and were able to go other places. But but you still ended up here. Yeah. So you know we at that time by the time we were driving we were helping with the programs at church. So it was just again a place that oh we're going to spend all afternoon together and this is where we're going to do it. At. And a lot of our friends were here. Um, a lot of our friends were in youth group with us, and even before we were dating, um, we both did the Wednesday after school program, and so I think we've always just, like, had friends here, and it's always been a place to fellowship, um, and so then when we were in high school, that was still kind of the place for us. They had a pool table, yeah. basketball goal, <laughs> all the important things, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I, I want to say thank you very much for your time. Um, again, if if there was anything that else that we could think of that we wanted to tell couples, um, now would be your chance. I would say that you're not going to change anybody. Um, you're going to, you can grow and the other person can grow and, but you're not going to change that person unless they want to change for you, I guess, or with you. And um, that you yourself shouldn't be afraid to change and grow um, if it's what you want to do with that person. Nice. <laughs> I think a big part of um, what I would say, and it's happened a lot since our relationships lasted so long, but um, don't play in your relationship based on someone else's success. Um, we got that a lot in high school. You know, why aren't we more like Bobby Melanie? Why don't oh, we God, do this? Yeah. It was awful. It put us on a pedestal. It made us feel like we had to do the things right, even though we were still learning things. Um and it never worked out for the people that were comparing themselves to us. And that that's always been a, a really weird thing that people have always done that, I mean, everybody's relationship's different. And if you base it off how someone works, well, you're not the same two people. You're not going to work the same. So, yeah, you know, I careful. really appreciate that. Yeah, be yeah. careful modeling your relationship based on someone else's Somebody sense. else's opinion. Yeah. And yeah. we would have friends, like, ask us advice. And be like, I don't know. Unless you're dating Bobby, I don't know. <laughs> have, you, have, have you asked him? Like, I don't know. I mean, that's most of my thing is, have, did you ask him what he thought? <laughs> yeah. Right. Or did you ask her what they thought? Like, that's, it's not a conversation between me and me and Melanie. It's, what do you think with your, your significant other? That's awesome. Well, I want to say thank you again for your time and your patience. And I appreciate you being a part of this uh, podcast series. You're welcome.